0: Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me and Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them.
1: Join us for the fun.
0: Hey, everybody, and happy birthday, Christy. Thank you, Kathy. (laughs) I am so excited that this episode is actually coming out on my birthday. And you know... Several of my favorite things are food, wine, and conversations with you. So, oh, thank yeah. you. it's and, a pretty and, great way to celebrate. I know, I know, and and it's a bonus that this book is, that we're discussing today is um, the latest in one of my favorite thriller series. So,
1: isn't that perfect? Yeah,
0: it is exciting.
1: I, you know, it's funny. I hadn't thought about this, Christy, but I. Um, just realized that Daniel Silva's books come out annually, just a few weeks always before my son, my birthday. And
0: I always am
1: tempted to save them to read them on my birthday.
0: Oh, you know, what? We, we should do a podcast, even if it's the off season, we should do you, your birthday podcast with Daniel Silva's book. Yes, we if should. It, if it comes out in time for us to be able to read it for your birthday. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Anyway, so I hope it's a great birthday episode, Um, and to get to today's book, today's book is When You See Me by Lisa Gardner, and Mm -hmm. I am a fan of hers as well, Um, but since it's your birthday, I'm letting you run the show, (laughs) so, but it kind of makes me laugh because frankly, you run the show most of the time anyway, you just tell me what to do Uh, and I show up and do it.
0: That is not true. That is yes, not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, okay. I use your guidance all the time. <laughs> My okay,
1: so tell us what, obviously, the most important thing is what wine you chose.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I chose a um, Zinfandel mm. because I love Zinfandels. It's the Ravenswood Zinfandel. Lovely. And, yes, yes. And so you can go ahead and give it a taste. Okay. Let me move my. You can go ahead and give it a taste while I give you some of the description. Okay. Okay. So this is a Lodi Zin, which means it comes from Lodi region, I think, of California. Explodes Hmm. with blueberries, black plums, vanilla, and cocoa. Lush (laughs) and mouth filling (laughs) with incredibly silky tannins. That slide into a long, flavorful finish.
1: <laughs> okay, it, it's a, a point. it says
0: you can you can uncork it now for a tempting taste or cellar for up to ten years of flavor development. Wow, I know. I'm thinking. What do you think? I should I should save. I should get an extra bottle and save it, and then on you know our tenth year <laughs> podcast <anniversary>. or <laughs> Yeah, you know. So, what do
1: you think? I, I've had this before in full disclosure, and I like this wine very much. A friend of mine had introduced me to it, and I think it is a great, very drinkable wine. Yes. See, no, well, I don't I,
0: have, I, I don't have
1: the descriptions that they
0: do, but it's very drinkable is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And it's, um, I you know, so I was looking up also, like, when I was looking up Zinfandel, I guess, to see what to pair it with or something. Mm-hmm. um. I came across this website by, now, I don't know, it's, I think, Jan Cis Robinson, but it could be Jan Sis Robinson, but anyway, it's J-A-N-C-I-S Robinson.com. Okay. And this person does all kinds of wine information, and on their page about Zinfandel Wines the the first line is the story of Zinfandel is like a romantic thriller, a mystery I have been following over the last thirty years, oh. and one that was solved only a few years ago. Oh my <laughs> so goodness! I like, oh yeah, so I was like, oh, this is perfect. You it's know? perfect. I know. And Ravenswood, doesn't that sound spooky? So I was like, okay, we're going. It's, it's in the theme, but mm-hmm. um, but you have to. We'll put the link on on the on our um blog, but it goes into this long story of the history of the California Zinfandel vines because they have these old vines, like it probably says old vines on your your bottle Mm -hmm. if you got that particular um, one of the Ravenswood because apparently they have a lot of Zinfandels. But um, anyway, so the (laughs) vines, the old vines in California – nobody really knows where they came from or at least they didn't and they tried to they thought well there's a lot of zinfandel wines in france so maybe it came from france But then, you know, genetic testing came along and that didn't, that didn't, so they actually genetically test these vines and they finally traced it to like a small area of Italy. So they thought, oh, we've solved it. Except then it turns out that came from a parent vine area that's even older in Croatia. So apparently... (laughs) <laughs> really? The California Zinfandel vines are originally from Croatia. It, Isn't that funny?
1: <laughs> that is so Okay. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it but huh. it goes into a lot of stuff about, you know, the different different wines and and how apparently Zinfandels um are very difficult to harvest correctly in other words if you don't do it the right way they get too many grapes and then it doesn't taste right or something like that and so for a while they didn't do much with them and then they came up with the white zinfandel that we did before (laughs) oh that's
1: interesting okay yeah
0: so they had a resurgence, resurgence around then. And, and so now they, you know, now they're back to, they determine they're much better at <laughs> And so um, <laughs> so they, they you know, have have perfected on how to harvest them cro- correctly to make good Zinfandel. So hmm. anyway, it's yummy. <laughs> I'm going to have another I, sip. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now I'm looking at the Zinfandel with a little more respect now i guess i'm not sure yes there like you go really made an effort to to survive
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i well, really apparently like california yeah. is like perfect for growing it too i have heard that, that that's, that's why that's, they they just go yeah. crazy out there and that's why you know i don't know There's so, so many. are
1: okay this is showing my complete ignorance here but so um do other countries produce zinfandel
0: grapes and wine then Yes, like yes. I mean, yeah, because they, the, like I said, there, there is Zinfandel grapes in France, and mm-hmm. there's Zinfandel grapes in Italy, but from the lineage, mm. they determined, you know. So they're the same variety, but I don't know. The French ones, ha- you know, maybe they started in France or started somewhere else and then didn't come to California first, though. The I Croatians think we need to do.
1: find some Croatians in Pendel sometime.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm I curious. know.
1: Yeah, or it'll Italian or French. It'll be kind of fun to compare. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, well Happy a... birthday. Cheers. Yes, thank you. Cheers. Okay, so I forgot to tell you, we got hmm. we gotta have some food to go with this at mm-hmm. our at our birthday book club, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. When you see me. Did you did you see the title I gave it? When you see me, I'll be older. I was very <laughs> amused by that. Because I will be older when you see me. I, um, yes. But anyway, so Lisa Gardner's book is is good. And, and in this book, there was a lot of eating at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but one well, of the characters, Flora, definitely had to eat a lot um, and we're not going to give anything away except for she was it was a you know a testing type thing and what she was eating was pretty much junk food it was well not junk food but just not heart healthy food I would say (laughs) (laughs) right you know barbecue and and this was set um, in the mountains of North Carolina, which I'm familiar with. So we do like barbecue and, but they also, you know, burgers, fries, you know, anything like this, this American kind of food. Well, apparently it goes perfectly with Zinfandel. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Zinfandel also goes good with lamb, you know, but it does not go good with um, seafood. So I was like, okay, so there we go we can kind of go with the theme of the book and who doesn't like you know some sliders or some little mini pork barbecue sandwiches or you know throw in some coleslaw if you want to be healthy all that kind of stuff and I think that would be just fun at a book club to drink Zinfandel and eat that what do you think
1: I I think that sounds lovely actually I love um I mean I like a Shredded pork sandwich for sure, but I like it when they are on sliders. I like a little, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for entertaining, like you would at a book club. I like a a small little, yes, because that's how
0: I am too. I like finger, and you know, you could do go back to my um, one of the things listed for Zinfandel was the bacon wrap dates. We can go back to that too. That's that's Mm. a little too high class for the book, yeah, but you know, yeah, if you want to get some, um, I don't know fruit in there or something
1: (laughs) yeah so here's a question for you since you are from this area and where you know pork sandwiches Mm -hmm. are quite Mm -hmm. um or i've
0: lived there yes yes Mm -hmm.
1: that's right um do you ever put the coleslaw on the sandwich
0: instead of on the
1: side i love it on the sandwich
0: oh yeah oh yeah i think i doesn't everybody i don't know i don't know (laughs) but i i um so I don't you think guys, so. you guys probably have poor. You have barbecue up there too, don't you, or not as much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da-
1: yeah, we do. I mean, I, I make it a lot. I mean, I don't think it's.
0: Yes, I do. In fact, I mean, I'm not a big coleslaw eater on, on its own, even, right? You either. know, but yeah. I like it on the sandwich. I think it yeah. it adds, it adds a little, um, you know. From the spice of the barbecue to the kind of like, you know, because I'm not a mayonnaise eater either, but coleslaw is good. I do. And I like to put it on my sandwich. And I did that because we would get pork barbecue sandwiches in high school, you know, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I would do that every time, like a bit of coleslaw on it.
1: You know, it's funny. My husband doesn't like coleslaw either. He's I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what it is, but he doesn't care for it. But what he does love on a – um. A pork sandwich is a um, a really good kosher dill pickle.
0: Oh, I somehow I knew you were going to say that, and that does sound good, too. Yeah, that, yeah. It's along the same lines. I mean, you know, cabbage, cucumber, whatever. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It just, I think <laughs> it's that crunch, you know, that fresh right. crunch is a good pairing yes. with the pork. Ugh, now I'm getting so hungry. I know. I was wow. thinking, maybe I'll have to make some pork sandwiches for you when you come visit.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, hmm. Ooh, Christy's okay.
1: first trip to South Dakota is coming up, just so everybody Woo-hoo! knows.
0: <laughs> I know. I've i been laying out my winter jackets and I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm excited wise. I get
0: to wear it all. I'm gonna be Very like all, I'm gonna be the best dressed South Dakotan because I'll be like, wow. She pulled out she wearing that <laughs> I'm like it's the only time I've gotten to wear this thing that was gifted to me. <laughs> Okay, so now that we have our food and wine, let's talk about When You See Me by yes. Lisa Gardner.
1: Let's. So first we should say something about Lisa Gardner. I mean, listen, I assume many of our readers have, have heard of her, have read her books. But in case they don't, or in case they don't really know the full level of her rock star status. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is a New York Times number one bestselling author of 20 suspense novels. Wow, 20, I know. Um, including the neighbor, which one? Which one? Thriller of the year. Um, four of her books have been made into TV movies. In case you're interested, it's um, At the Midnight Hour, The Perfect Husband, The Survivors Club, and Hyde. I feel like she I've li- heard
0: of some of those, I, but I know
1: I kind of um, want to. I want to look now and see um, where where yeah. they were at. But um, mm-hmm. so she lives in New Hampshire, and. Um, is a prolific writer.
0: I haven't read. I haven't read all twenty of her books. Um, no, but I no. have read the Dee Dee Warren, um, mm-hmm. who's the detective, and she teams up with Flora Dane, and who's a former victim turned vigilante. And this has been this is like the third or fourth, and since they since Flora Dane was introduced, um, so I guess there's a couple Dee Dee Warren ones before that, and then once Flora Dane came along. You know how characters can just kind of jump in, yeah. jump in and then stick, you know, so she's, she's a very
1: interesting character. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. And um, and I'm so glad that I read like the first one, the, you know, because now I kind of know the history. I'm kind of curious on on your aspect on whether you got enough of the background in just the this one to be able to get into the characters or not.
1: Yeah. So what's interesting is um, I have read the previous D.D. Warren um, novel. So that just maybe it was a two. Books oh, OK, ago. so. All right. So there you go. Um, but I hadn't read the initial one. And, and you know, so I, I would like to actually go back and see, as you say, where these characters came from and how they got, you know, kind of to where they're at. Uh, Right. Not that you have to, but I think, I mean, it's in a series, but it certainly stands on its own. But I, it, that's what's great about her books is it makes you want to go back and read her back catalog.
0: Yes. And it, it reminds me of when I, um, first read like one of the Harry Bosch books. Yeah. Um, from Michael Connelly. Mm Mm-hmm. I got the name right this time, right? Michael Connelly? You did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I did the same thing. I like read this book and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to know what happened to this character, you know, 10 years ago when, yeah. you know, because those, those have been going on forever. Um, so and now I'm doing the same thing because Kimberly Quincy, who's the mm-hmm. FBI agent in this one, has books about that she was introduced in a whole different series, like the FBI series. And so now I want to go read those because I'm like, oh, I want to know more about her life because she sounds interesting, you know. I do too, actually. And I so this book is so interesting because it's got
1: these different perspectives, these three women, right? This Flora Mm -hmm. Dane, who's a um, vigilante. She's a a previous victim, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've got Dee Dee Warren, who's a Boston— detective. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the FBI agent, Kimberly Quincy. Mm -hmm. And so I loved the three different points of view of each of these women. I thought that was woven in
0: so great. I know. And you kind of get, you know, because of their histories, you could see, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their different takes on things, but you could also see how the fact that they were women they might see things in a certain way that kind of overlapped with each other and they were strong women you know just have different paths along the way so i I, yeah i really i thought the characters are really good and of course you know the stories are always good they're
1: oh i mean well we'll get to that later as i say they're so well researched we'll get to that in a minute here but um i also i wanted to know what you thought about um I think it's such an interesting concept for a writer to, you know, take a character that obviously is appealing to you and think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to develop a whole series just on that character. And I wonder if she had that planned out in advance or she just wrote, you know, the... the Right. And I wonder if was Kimberly Quincy written first or D.D. Warren
0: written first? Um, I think Kimberly Quincy was written first. Okay, and it was the but she came on I think as relate you know there was another character who was the main character and she was like this the daughter or the I think I was you know when I was looking I can't remember exactly but it was like the daughter of the FBI agent who also became an FBI agent and so they were kind of working together or something along those lines. And I do, I think that, I think as, you know, as a writer, that's, that would be so much fun. In fact, that's what you want to do, like I want to do anyway, because I, you know, you come up with all these crazy characters along the way and then you're like, wow, it would be really fun to just, you know, see where that character goes Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, because, you know, some of them are kind of fun and they're interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, and so I would be very curious to know if that's how, if it just started organically and Lisa thought, oh, I I want to spend more time with this woman, so I'm going to, you know, delve into her or if that was an intentional um, choice. I know. Lisa,
0: Lisa, come talk to us. us. We want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Call us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was, it was a good book and I think it'll be, I think it would be a good book club book and it was a good birthday book. So there you go. There you go. Writer's Perspective.
1: So Lisa Gardner is a self-described research junkie, which, you know, we can identify with. (laughs) I know. That's that's, that's the fun stuff, right? I mean...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I often fall into a rabbit hole of research, you know, where I'm on the computer and I don't want to stop researching. So... Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, not everybody finds the information that i f- that I come up with as cool as I do. <laughs> 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 they don't know they want to hear me anymore. <laughs>
1: That's funny you say that I, I i we have these family conversations where everyone brings up what they're interested in right like what they like my husband really loves research and science and stuff and so he'll be like so did anybody know and then he'll have this just really bizarre (laughs) oh interesting fact and we're and you can everyone's face is like oh that is great (laughs) and then if I were to do the same thing with what I was reaching you know it's just everyone's kind of polite right (laughs) I know
0: I know definitely Definitely. that's great that's awesome yeah so um so on Lisa's website she has sort of a tutorial, an article, where she gives tips <laughs> on uh, the eight ways research can kill your novel. <laughs> I love that. Right? Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was so fascinating because, you know, it just like people don't want to hear us talk about it, they don't want to read about it either, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, Unless no, it's were. so true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so I found I found those so interesting. I mean, did you read over them? I did, I did, and I, and I thought, oh, am I guilty? <laughs> I know, me too. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, one of them that I I was um, I I think I am guilty of, but uh, you know, it's not like terrible. But it but it says write first, edit last. Yeah, and. Um, sometimes, you know, you write it, write it, and write it, and you don't edit. it. <laughs> but then other times you try to just edit it along the way, and that's what I kind of do. And then I realize somebody doesn't understand what I'm saying because I learned all this stuff, but I don't want to over overburden them. And then they're like, what is she talking about? You know, I don't know yeah. anything about that. So you have to kind of write it all out and then pick out... I think is what she's saying pick out what is not necessary and you can discard that but don't get right. caught up you know at the beginning um but you have to do it <laughs> you yeah. have to dump I, you, it you definitely have to part you have to
1: prune it back for sure
0: yeah. so
1: one one of the things I really liked about this is number 6 she says some details just don't belong in fiction which <laughs> is so true right when you go down oh, yeah. The rabbit hole of looking at research, some of it just isn't very sexy, right? Like, we're trying to entertain people, not inform them. And I think those are really big differences, right? And she gives a couple pretty graphic examples. Um, she says, you know, like, no one really wants to read about the actual details of a, maybe a gynecological exam or a colonoscopy. Um, you know, imp- important information in the real world, but for entertainment... Right. There's things we can parse back, right?
0: <laughs> can you imagine like you're reading an, a mystery yeah. novel and they take out yeah. time for the col- colonoscopy? That yeah, would be so no. fun.
1: <laughs> It'd be like I got to go and stop this, in, this investigation because I have my colonoscopy appointment today. I mean, you're not going <laughs> to, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> and another so another one I really like too. I mean, we could go on, but yeah. the, this one, you know, we have a couple that just stood out to us and I I thought um the one where She talks about real procedures still need fictional help. Yeah. And, you know, because real police work is sometimes very slow and excruciating. Always, I mean,
1: it's just paperwork and desk work and just the slow slog,
0: you know. I know. And can you imagine? Like, I I do remember I was one time at a um, critique group, and it was just strangers that kind of met. It was a meetup. And I remember this one guy, oh, my gosh, we had every detail of, like, you know, he was an office worker, no less. So it was really, really boring. And you know, I was like, okay, you're going to answer the phone now, and then we're going you know, so. <laughs> to. So it's awesome. true that, you know, yeah. you in your head you're trying to replay it all, but you also have to think about, hey, the person on the other end probably really doesn't care that much right. about, you know, what kind of phone service you have in the office or something you know? <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned
1: um the harry bosch series from michael Conley. did you ever watch mm-hmm. the bosch amazon series
0: yes i started it oh, my oh gosh. it's so good i forgot that i wanted i forgot that i hadn't oh. continued it because everybody know, you needs to binge things. that it's great i, I it know is great. yeah i've but- i've read every single one of the books so it's so have weird you really to me. it's like yeah i have every single one yes I I went on a I did every one of them That's what I told you. I read one of them. And then I had to go back and I just read every single one. And then, you know, I mean, I might not have read the very last one that came out because it probably came out while we've been doing this podcast. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I don't (laughs) have time to read anything else. Right. But yeah, yeah. And so that's why I I, that's why I got Amazon Prime to watch that. And then I forgot after I watched a few episodes, I had to Something happened, and I had to run around yeah. in my life, and then yeah,
1: well, but that's a perfect example. Is that you don't see Harry Bosch doing the details
0: of normal life, right? No one wants right. to see
1: that. They wanted to see him cut to it, so that's perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't see him going to the bathroom ever, and I'm glad for that. I really am.
1: I, <laughs> I am. It. I am too.
0: <laughs> Unless they need to be in the bathroom for a reason to do with the crime, otherwise, we don't need to know, right? No, no. <laughs>
1: okay christy so do you have any big birthday plans i was obviously gonna come down and i I had to cancel and i'm so sorry but um i think i want to know what i'm missing (laughs) maybe not what do you have you don't want
0: to know because this is gonna be fun well (laughs) i hope it's gonna be fun (laughs) i'm probably gonna um you know, I don't know. I'm going to that whole day, I'm going to take off. It's a Friday, right? So it is after a I listen, I'm going to get up, I'm going to listen to this podcast because I always Excellent. like to do that on Friday mornings and do my yes. little walk. So that's a great way to start. And then uh, probably go to lunch with my dad or something, you know, family. And then um, in the evening, I want to take a water taxi ride. Oh, did you know we have water taxis down here? No, yeah, so that's a way to kind of get around. They're not like on call, so they have like a route, and um, you can get on, and the taxi drivers or the boat drivers, I guess, are knowledgeable about you know the mansions that you're seeing and the famous people, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of tour, and so you do it from the water. Fun. And yeah, so I thought this would be so much fun and Connor's gonna be down, our sound editor with his <laughs> girlfriend. So I wanted her to be able to see all the the sights from the water and we'll just oh. kind of maybe stop and have a cocktail here and there and that sounds and f- so great. You know, yeah. So I am sorry like I'm the, missing
1: that. My goodness.
0: I know. I Ugh. know. <laughs> I know, but we'll, we'll, we'll reenact it with like, um, cross country skiing or something. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> you could say Perfect. this tree was planted by whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was a fun episode. It to was start fun. out my birthday. Yeah. Yes. I'm so going to jo- enjoy laughing and walking and listening to it.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, join us next week where we talk about the empty bed. By Nina Sadowski. And in the following week, we are having an, a corks and Conversation episode with the author herself.
0: Yes, which will be lots of fun. Lots
1: of fun. So all good things. Christy's yes. birthday, Nina Sadowski. It's all good. Yep. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks to our Mysterious Foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, GameOfBooksPodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under @gobwriters.
0: And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, we would love to hear from you. And please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas and quirks and conversations with award-winning and best-selling authors.
1: That's all for today's episode of Game of Books podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy and Kathy
0: saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody.